Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. I'm supposed to talk to you in the intro. Anyway, hello and welcome to episode 128 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast where we discuss Star Wars Yoda Public, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm Yoda Marshall. And with me trying to dance, even though I screw up the intro, is my co-host, Will. What up, bro? Excuse me, call me the dance king i will never call you that and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages what you drinking uh well thanks for drinking buddy john skeen drinking buddy i am enjoying a sun king brewery osiris pale ale yeah what do you, what do you think um yeah i'm not actually a huge fan of pale ales but this yeah. one's pretty decent yeah um just the one is going to be enough for me because <laughs> i'm a lightweight <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one I am also drinking <laughs> from Sun King Brewing Company. Thanks to Mr. Skeen, my hero, my scholar friend, my um, uh, kindred spirit, if you will. Um, he is. Uh, he sent me SKB IPA from that same brewing company. Um, it's delicious, and I and I love everything about it. This one will not be enough for me. <laughs> that shows. Well, we're where we're we're, at. we're on different levels. Are we though? Oh yeah, we are. I feel. Anybody else feel judgment in that comment? But uh, judgy. I'm going to gloss right over it. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Find us on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs, and I am at Darth Pops. Uh, iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play, all the favorite places you like to get podcasts. We're there. Theoretically, I don't know. We're not everywhere, but it's fine. Um, and don't forget, uh, we have our usual podcast gear, teespring.com slash stores slash usual podcast. Uh, we got t shirts and stickers and iPhone cases, all kinds Talk of stuff. Talk about stickers, actually. Uh, our, uh, mm-hmm. if you, uh, were part of the first batch of Patreon subscribers, um, after this first month, I'm going to be shipping off some stickers to you, fine folks, this, uh, this weekend. That's going to be exciting exciting you can I, you can show your usual podcast flair on your car or on your on your binder or on your how many pieces of flesh do they have and i i hope i don't think that any of them have binders well on their trapper keeper mm, trapper keeper was it 1994 <laughs> oh <Op>, peachy <laughs> no peachy folders yeah those are peachy folders all right so where are we at uh what are we talking about are and we done with wanna, that if you want to do the bare minimum of flair John over there's got, you know, 11 pieces of flair and a wonderful smile. Again, I'm in the market for a new podcast partner. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure what's happening. We watched some trailers and Dude, now I'm I going feel, off the rails already. I feel like it's all deteriorating, but it's fine. All right, so we do have the timestamps in the show notes if you're not a Swotor fan. We don't have a whole lot of Swotor this week. Um we actually don't have a massive show this week. Um I think some of the stuff will get us off on tangents as always, but um hopefully and, and we'll you know, because we have what? Oh, continue. Don't, you interrupted me. That's don't give me that look. That's fine. You, you know the look. 18 years of friendship. Yeah, I know the freaking look. Can you yeah, just say what you're look. saying? I'm saying that we have more <laughs> leeway to go on tangents because uh-huh. a lot of the superfluous stuff we would normally discuss is in our weekly newsletter. Nice choice of words. I like vocab. So, um, so, but thank you everybody who is in the chat room and was there during trailer time. We watched some good trailers, man. We um, did. You know, you, you even um, like the horror movie. I, I like the horror movie one. Was it un- Unsane. Unsane. That looks cool. It's Steven Soderbergh, not your typical. 
horror movie. Yeah, no, it was kind of cool. Um, we watched some Disney stuff. Uh, uh, Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins Returns looks good. And uh, Christopher Robin, which yep. looked pretty cool, too. Um, so uh, just as a quick plug, too, if you want to join us uh, or get trailer time, if you can't join us live, patreon.com slash the usual podcast. Um, five dollars or more a month five, yeah, five bucks or more a month and you can get uh, booper reels and trailer time and all kinds of cool stuff so yeah you also get the uh starting next week you'll get the video reel reviews that i do of the movies i go see yeah that'd be cool all right man so let's uh main uh, show tour time you want to fight i'm ready you do not have to stand against me Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. Man, I really do like that beer. Uh, okay, okay. I, I'm, uh, I'm just going to say that, you know, I, I love Darren DePaul, but his his uh, interpretation of the, of, you know, the Emperor, I just saw Red Sparrow last night. Yeah. And it has Jeremy Irons in it. Okay. And it totally reminds me of Jeremy Irons' Scar. Dude, Jeremy Irons, uh, D and D movie. Oh, so bad! It's the best thing in the world. But it's brilliantly bad. I know. Uh, skiing, yes, good. Looking forward to the reviews. Um, let's make it happen. Uh, we got a new camera in the in the mail. Uh, hopefully, uh, we make that happen. That'd be good. It's gonna be fun. Sounds good, dude. Uh, so community shoutouts. Um, I did want to th- throw a quick shout out, although I'm behind the council. They did a nice breakdown of the, excuse me, the roadmap, roadmap and talking about cool. roadmaps in general. So check them out. Um, and but weekend game, dude. What you got? Um, I basically did the patch. Um, I was going to actually log in last night because I wanted to see the new chist stuff that we got. You know the the uh, the mount and the uh, oh, the, the rewards. Armor. Yep. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I pretty much fell asleep in my chair. So it's uh, you know track season started, and uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff at work trying to you know save my job. So <laughs> it's been it's been kind of busy. But I'm uh, I'm definitely gonna try to get on and play a couple hours this weekend. Yeah, it's been busy, man, and I'm with you. I'm coaching golf. Uh, we had our first match yesterday. It's been it's been crazy, dude. Um, but I, I'm still getting in there. I got uh, Wog, of course, which you don't come to, but it's fine. Um, I just <laughs> I said to throw that out there. Uh, so Wog, we did uh, Ravagers actually oh, nice. uh, last week, which was really nice. Um, and I was oh my god, dude, boy was I tired. <laughs> I I think I fell asleep in the last two fights like twice a piece. <laughs> But, like, not to That's the point awesome. to where I was asleep, but it was more just like. Did anybody notice? No, I was tanking. <laughs> That's all you had to do was stand there and get beat on anyway. No, no, but I was, I had to do stuff. <laughs> I almost blew it a couple times, but I woke up in time, so it was fine. Well, at least um, you didn't wake up dead at the bottom of an elevator shaft. Yeah, but it was it was fully cleared. We did a great job. Um, and hats off to my um, my people and, and my people that joined us for What's Nops Group. It was What a blast. do you mean, my people? Black people, obviously. Oh, all right. <laughs> Come on. All right. So, Dev Tracker, man. <laughs> uh, conquest changes. Um, there was a little follow up after last week. We were talking about. Yeah, because this. we were talking about how the conquest is changing and how I'm excited about that. And I don't have to, like, you know, craft all the time. Indeed. So, there was a little follow up to the stronghold part of it um, where they were talking about what you needed percentage wise. Um, so here's how it's going to work. This is from Eric Musco. He says, uh, duplicates do count because if, if you transferred from another server and you had multiple, uh, let's say, Coruscant strongholds or, right. or whatever that looked like. So it says, um, if you have three Coruscant strongholds, all three count towards the cap. So a reminder, this is only possible um, uh, following the United Forces, obviously. 
Right. So it says, the way the bonus is calculated is each stronghold is worth up to 25% based on the amount of rooms that are unlocked. So uh, using Umbara as an example, says there's three rooms. He says, if you have the base unlock plus the two unlock rooms, each one of those is worth 8%. Okay, and that'll gotcha. get you roughly to twenty five, right? Whereas if you're like in Yavin Four, which has like you know a million rooms, right? <laughs> so it says simply divide the number of rooms by twenty five percent to get an idea of what each room value is. Okay, so, gotcha. So that's kind of that's that's a. I'm glad they're kind of doing it that way. They don't. It doesn't matter that you have duplicates, but it doesn't matter how much you have unlocked with each one. So, right, so and but it, and it also not anymore doesn't matter that it's all filled. Right. So exactly. no more chairs on walls. It's just what you own. Right. Exactly. Um, so we did have maintenance um, yeah, two days ago. Right. And the patch notes were very sparse. It was basically they corrected an issue that was preventing the distribution of the Chiss Talent Interceptor and Force Veterans Armor Set, which does that have to do with the rewards? That I we're think that is get? a reward. Yeah, yeah. And then backfilling into a ranked war zone will no longer provide bonus rating. So there's that. That there was some backfilling issues uh, for a little bit here, um, and I think they finally resolved it. The one I want to talk about more than anything is the vendor. Ooh. So the conquest vendor, right? Once you meet your conquest reward, whatever. So something. So the question is, but something you have not talked about is that the conquest vendor, the one with the items that levels the companions instantly to fifty. What currency it will use? What currency will be legacy wide? Or sorry, will that currency be legacy wide, and will that vendor require um, uh, what that vendor will require in order to purchase from it, etc. Right. So the I actually really like where they're going with this because for me this is totally doable. So you ready? Okay. So Musco says the vendor is on the fleet, but it will not actually appear for your character until you've completed your personal conquest. Okay, gotcha. Which makes sense. Um, once you can see the vendor. They will sell both Stronghold Decorations and the compa- uh, Commander's Compendium. The Compendium sells for 4.25 million credits, which, in my opinion, isn't crazy. Um, there's a lot of credits to be had, and you can get them pretty easily. And three dark projects each. Okay, okay. I got that. Um, and a few notes on the Compendium. It cannot be used on temporary companions, so Darth Mar. Um, and it cannot be used on companions at rank 50 already. And it must be used outside of a phase area such as a flashpoint. And I think which is interesting about that is they're basically saying uh, <laughs> you might have one on you. And if you can't be to fight, you can't be like, okay, here's your companion's compendium, right. commander's compendium. Exactly. And level that one to you 50. Have to leave the, you have to yeah. leave the instance. And, and, and I mean, that makes sense. Then, you know, it is what it is. Right. Well, um, basically, it's just, I mean, it's it's not saying that you couldn't do it inside theoretically. But it's just that it would they it'd have to reset with yeah. that new set. You'd have to reset the phase anyway. So exactly. um, yes, thank you, Skeen. Uh, I can tank in my sleep. Uh apparently. As he's proven. <laughs> I have proven it now. Word. Yeah, no, I'm excited, you know, because you know, four point two five million isn't outrageous. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I mean, it's less than half of what it took to single handedly like buy all the credits. Or right, buy all, buy all the, the gifts, the gifts uh, like the mid-range gifts or whatever, and hand it to my companion. Yeah, so. and 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 plus it's faster. Plus those of us that have been trying to do conquests, you know, over the last few years, anyways, have probably you know built up a whole bunch of dark right. projects and stuff. Indeed. Um, you want the bad news now? Yes. It's not really bad news. Uh, all right, Keith. Okay. Posted. Okay. You with me so far? Keith posted. Got it. <laughs> Stupid. All right. So it says, 
I wanted to give you an update on the status of Game of Update 5.8 and 5.9. Well, you did it earlier. It's my fault. Yeah, but I'm awesome. Gross. After reviewing our internal test results along with the feedback we received from players on the public test server, we've decided uh, release 5.8 is not ready. Ooh. And needs a bit more time to make the necessary adjustments. The new target release date for 5.8 is now a week later, which is Tuesday, March 20th. Okay. This additional time will help ensure we deliver a quality experience with Isaacs um, and the final boss uh, encounter for Gods and Machine. Also, while I have your attention, this means we'll also move the release date of 5.9 one additional week as well. Um, they're planning to release 5.9 on April 24th, uh, but the new date will be Tuesday, May first okay i'm okay with both it is what it is i mean this is this wouldn't god if this was the first time i know right they kick back a release date like it is what it is and and the fact that we get dates at all is is a thing in and of itself right you know? and, and like we always say uh you know um and skeeting you're right being up front as to why is better than waiting until we're right up on it you know and, and changing it so exactly well i mean it's always better to, to have it late and right than early and bugged well, it's going to be bugged anyway, but you're right. Oh, well, you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Um, all right, dude. So, anything else Sotro-wise? Since that's it. No, I'm actually looking forward to that compendium now because, yeah. um, you know, not, I've just been the old-fashioned way of just, you know, working on my heroic missions and changing in those things and getting in the, you know, it's just a Yeah, a and, I kinda, and I actually pretty much made a point of not to deal with that right now because I, i'm waiting for the compendium and I, I just want to deal with it that way i can definitely afford the credits i gotta feel what the dark figure out what the dark projects look like i think i have some somewhere so you know, we'll figure it out and actually you know with this i might see how many dark projects i have and yeah. try to play the uh the gtn a little bit mm-hmm. well here we are star wars star wars i was raised to do one thing I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. I almost want to, like, end with this, but let's start with it. It's a big giant picture on our screen right now i know right <laughs> yeah unlike kevin smith where we left it till the end yeah yeah, yeah um let's get which, out of the way which by the way after editing that show that was that was that was that was fun that was good yeah so um, uh big news dropped this morning in the star wars universe indeed um and really what it comes down to is john favreau is going to be the executive producer and write the live action star wars series which this I, is the one that's going straight to the new streaming and this service? is going to be on the new streaming service um, what they've said is Lucasfilm is excited to announce that Emmy, Emmy, Emmy-nominated producer and actor John Favreau has signed on to exclusive executive produce and write a live-action Star Wars series for Disney's new direct-to-consumer platform. And I noticed in some of our circles, people were saying direct-to-consumer. People forgot about this right. streaming service that's going to exactly. be launching next year. Um, and again, everything that Disney's got on Netflix is coming off. Um, right. Starting and, and the, at the, the, end the of only the year. reason for them saying direct to consumers, they're just cutting out the middleman, man, which yeah. means they're not, they're producing it and they're distributing it. It's it, not like 
it, I mean, it's not a big shake. It's just, you know, they're not producing it and then distributing it to Netflix or mm-hmm. distributing it to theaters or no, it's direct to consumer. They're just, here it is. And there it is. Um, so, uh, a quote from him, he says, I couldn't be more excited. Oh, no, this is not from him. This is uh, Kathleen Kennedy. I couldn't be more excited about John coming on board to produce and write for the new direct-to-consumer platform. Um, John brings the perfect mix of producing and writing talent combined with a fluency in the Star Wars universe, and the series will allow John the chance to work with a diverse group of writers and directors and give Lucasfilm the opportunity to build a robust talent base. Yeah, a couple things about uh, Favreau. I mean, those of us who are in Generation X, like you and I, yeah. it's... Um, I mean, he, he he Kevin like kind of like Kevin Smith. I mean, he he wrote a milestone in in Swingers. Swingers. I mean, oh, he God, didn't direct it, but he movie. wrote it, and that was definitely a milestone in in. God, I haven't rewatched the nineties, and I it's really brilliant. Like it, yeah. It's it's so fantastic, but he definitely. I mean, he's definitely moving over from Disney over to Star Wars, but mm. it's all in the umbrella now. And I mean, they trust him enough that he did Jungle Book. He's doing Lion King. He's mm-hmm. doing. I think he's doing Lion King. Um. I'm pretty sure he's doing like yeah, and he's just he's, you know he's, they love him. Yeah, he's really good. Um, so his quote is: "If you told me uh, at 11 years old that I would get <laughs> be getting to tell stories in the Star Wars universe, I wouldn't have believed you. I can't wait to embark upon this exciting adventure." That yeah, well, plus um, if I remember correctly, didn't uh, uh, JJ yeah. give him a cameo? He's in currently produced uh, in production on Disney's Lion King. Yep. Yeah, yep. but did didn't he get a cameo in uh, Force Awakens? Yeah, he was uh, one of the pilots. No, that's Greg Grunberg. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, did. No, I think he got a voice. Yeah, he had a voice. Sorry. Yeah. I did have Grunberg in my head for a second. All right. Anything else on this, dude? I mean, what no, do you think? No, I'm just, I'm thoroughly excited. And actually, I've met him once. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I was at Disneyland with my family, and we were uh, sitting at Riverball Terrace, which is probably our favorite place to watch uh, Fantasmic. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and his, uh, I think his girlfriend at the time, I think they're married now, uh, were standing right behind us. Nice. And it turns out it happened to be a day that um, a whole bunch of people from ABC were there. So, um, like, we also saw, who did we see? I think we saw Miley Cyrus. Yeah. And this is when she was still back in on Montana time. Um, So, yeah. So, it's kind of cool to see him there and meet him. And and my sister, Steph, went up and got his autograph. Oh, that's awesome. And, And so, that was cool. Nice, dude. Um, so any, any, I mean, as far as we're talking about this, uh, since it is the big picture in the middle of this whole thing, do you have any other ideas of where this is going to, where they're going to go with this? I mean, a live action Star Wars series is kind of a big deal, dude. It's something a lot of us have been asking for for it's, decades. It, it's something that, um, it makes a lot of sense to have on a streaming service, but at the same time, are they going to go Republic? Are they going to have their own thing? I don't know. I think he could pull off old Republic. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, I just have to make a callback. If you can remember, the only thing that Disney has released live action to TV so far has been the holiday special. Oh, God. So this has got to be better than that. Um, but no, I think he'd, you know, I think it would be like we talked about a, a few weeks ago, I think, is uh, the concept of them maybe doing anthology seasons. Because that would that would oh, uh, kind of like um like American horror like story. American horror story yeah I mean it doesn't even have to be the same cast or anything but just the same like the like just each season be its own like you do a season that's the old republic you could do a season that's the Sith Empire you could, I mean it's kind of cool because you don't always have to say I mean one season could be all about the light yeah and the dark plays a, a supporting role and the dark you know imagine this imagine if you did a light side season mm. and then you did a dark side season the exact same 
events, yeah, yeah, but from the other point of view. That'd be interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm more thinking that they're gonna go the route of more like a uh, uh, Agents of Shield. Like, if it was more like a, we know One. the we know the events that are happening in the wider Star Wars universe, tangential. but it's gonna be, you know, side characters or. Yeah, you know, Skeen says Ewoks on Endor. But I mean, you know you know what I'm saying? Like more um characters some characters we know or may have met, but like a side deal that's going on. Almost like a I hate to say it, like almost like a live action Star Wars Rebels. You know what I mean? Because yeah, Rebels is going on in in the uh, you know the beginning of the rebellion. Right. But um, I don't know. I, I, I don't really. Well, and, you know, he does have experience in Marvel too. Cause you know, he plays uh, uh happy. Exactly. But, so, you know, and actually I just, I just thought about this is imagine, I mean, cause he's got a background in comedy too. Cause mm-hmm. you remember he was on friends for, you know, half mm-hmm. a season. Um, you know, swingers was funny. Um, Oh, I love swingers. It's hilarious. And I just had this idea. Can you imagine if they did just a half hour comedy about, stormtroopers on the death star <laughs> that aren't the fighting stormtroopers right they're like no like finn was a janitor yeah okay like them and like this goes back to the whole idea of plumbing the death star yeah but the thing is is like imagine that but you'll see like everything leading up to luke blowing up the death star what was the name of the sitcom they did um in the dc universe oh, powerless powerless like that yeah something like that but yeah. it's like Imagine, you know, the whole the whole thing where um you Housekeeping know when, stormtroopers. Yeah, well, well when like Luke and, and Han got onto the onto the Death Star to save Princess Leia. Yeah, yeah. But it's all the like from the point of view of the guy that hits his head. You're like them. God damn it, man. Exactly. <laughs> um, or the people that have to clean up the uh the trash compactor after they they were in it. Yeah, no, I I, I think I think they can go a lot of places with this. I know that they they would have already had an idea before oh, yeah, they, they signed had, him on. Yeah, no, this is all planned out. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how they're going to go with it, and you know how many how many episodes are we going to get? How often are we going to get it? How many seasons are we going to get? I think you know how long how long is he going to stay on the project? You know, I think right. that's interesting. You know, um, like we have Rebels that just ended uh, recently, so you know that's what was that four seasons. Right. Yeah, those four seasons. I mean, you, you always have the uh, the history of like uh, with what they did with The Walking Dead. <laughs> um, a private eye to be like with a spice problem. That's funny. Um, you know, like when uh, when they did The Walking Dead. You know, the one of the main people that were behind it in season one, which has turned into a massive legal drama since, right. is Frank Darabont. Yeah, yeah. Who you know is a major producer and writer and director and everything. So it could be something. I mean, he, they could bring him in for the first season, and he just sets the groundwork, and then all of a sudden. Somebody else can take it over. Um, Black Raven has a question about uh, Obi Wan Kenobi solo movie with Hugh McGregor. Uh, we do know they're going to be making an Obi Wan movie. Well, right? that's it hasn't officially been confirmed, but it's the one of the ones that's in the right. It's works. the closest you can get to confirmation without them actually announcing script or release. And nothing anything. from Ewan McGregor yet. So he really wants to do. No, it. we all want him to do it as well. Right, but like I said, there's been no. I mean, they've said it's in it's in pre production. Well, it's not even in pre production. It's in development. Yeah, is what it is. It's in development because same with the Java. Right, because they're writing a script. They're looking at things. It's but yeah. they're not anywhere close to going into into production. Exactly. Um, 
So, what's next? What do we got? Uh, next, uh, big news this week. Yep. Who got a star on the Walk of Fame? Finally, Mark Hamill, which Mark is... Mark Hamill. Flabbergasted. He doesn't have one already, but here we are. Yeah, well, it's about time. And um, But, I mean, honestly, if you want to watch, watch a good documentary called... Um, uh, what's it called? The uh, Empire of Dreams. No, no. The one that uh, about Ralph Garman getting Adam West. Oh um, yeah, I don't know the star. Name anyway, but it's about Ralph Garman getting Adam West the star on the Hollywood right. Walk of Fame. Exactly. Um, it it it's a process. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. Thing is, it's not like you don't have. It's not something you're gifted. You actually well, have it, to. It costs money. You have to apply. Yeah, it's, a whole it's like deal. tens of thousands of dollars. You've got to apply. You've got to get approved. You have got to get location done. I think it's all like. That stuff. Minimum thirty thousand, but usually I think it's around fifty thousand. Yeah, and I'm sure it depends on location too. And there's yeah. some places where they're doubling up stars now. Exactly. Um. So it's a it's a huge process. So for them to get it done, cool. Yeah. No, I and mean, he deserves it, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Um. There's and some really Star cool- Wars, you know, alone, but you know, the whole Joker stuff too. Yeah. There's some really cool pictures online. Um. Of him getting this, I put a link in the show notes um, for uh, some coverage from ABC right. with the crowds and stuff. Of course, um, ABC was going to cover it, you know, and of course, but the 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 sheer amount of people going to see this event. Um, of course, Lucas was there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Harrison Ford was there. All these people were there. Yeah, so, and, of, and of course, Hamill, you know, you know, lovingly talked about Carrie Fisher. Of course, yeah. Um, who actually, I'm not sure if, I mean, I, I, honestly, out of, well, I think Harrison Ford already has a star. I think Fisher would have, I know Debbie Reynolds has a star. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. If I don't know. I'll have to look Fisher? at Fisher. I'm not sure. We'll have to find that. I'll look it up. Um, all right. So let's move on. Um, the next story I have in here, which I think makes a lot of sense considering his age, but John Williams says uh, he'll be done with Star Wars after episode nine. Um, yeah, which is actually not um, completely without precedent. I mean, um, he he already he didn't do. Um, I think it was Rogue One that he didn't do. Yeah. Um, you know, he started John. Uh, he started uh, the uh, Harry Potter ones, and he stopped after the the third one. He third passed one, it on think, to yeah. Patrick Doyle, and then it went off to, off to a couple other people. But you know, he's he's up in his late eighties now. But on the other hand, um, you know, he I think he was nominated twice last year. For an Oscar, yeah, I mean, in the same category for two different movies, crazy, right? Um, but not only that, he, uh, um, the the movie that Kobe Bryant did that he just won an Oscar for for short film, uh, called Dear Basketball, I believe John Williams did the music for that too. Huh. So he's got a whole bunch of projects in the hopper, right? Yeah, um, but you know, it makes sense. He did, you know, what nine movies? <laughs> yeah, uh, for Star Wars. I mean, that's 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 a good deal. Um. I don't know. It'd be weird to have uh, episode ten or uh, the new. Well, it's not one like they're without... not going to be using his cues. No, no, but still, you know what I'm saying. The next thing I have in here is Star Wars comics news. Actually, um, Princess Leia is supposed to be getting her own uh, Star Wars uh, manga. Awesome. Which <laughs> I I don't know. I love it. I think that I think that's going to be awesome. No, I mean any new content is great. Yeah, um, I actually more intrigued to check that out than some of the other. Other stuff, um, the other comics, sadly. Um, so via news, Rama um, Hirusichi is adapting Claudia Gray's YA novel. Okay, cool. So it's basically going to be Princess of Alderaan in um, in manga form. In manga form, which is cool, and it's going to be um, uh, it's going to slate to premiere on Lines app on this year's Star Wars Day on May fourth. 
Awesome, that's awesome, cool. awesome. And the print edition will be later in the year. So of that's course. pretty sweet, man. Yeah. I like that's that. That's the cool thing about this is like you can, I mean, when you get a good idea like this, you can rush it into digital. Yeah. And put it into print later. Exactly. Uh, so, okay. So episode nine. This I thought was worth talking about. Yeah, well, actually, I saw it in uh, I I mean, saw this today, burying actually. the legal bit. Actually, I saw a, a little like twit tweet about it a yeah. couple weeks ago okay. and now it's like kind of getting more momentum mm. and i'm totally okay with it mm. so since we didn't say what we're talking about exactly um john boyega <laughs> wants to see finn in a relationship with ray in episode nine which is interesting because and i read through this article he's kind of saying he uh, he obviously has no idea what's gonna happen with his character in episode nine yet um but that aside we also have this relationship with rose Right. And, but before that, this attachment to Ray. So, you know, we all, I mean, those of us that have been in relationships, you, you can be with somebody or want, you know, care about someone and, and being, you know, wrapped up with someone else and then coming back. You know what I'm saying? So I just think, um, I don't know. Do you think, what do you think about Ray and Finn? Did you ever think that was even... I thought that's where it was going at the end of, of episode seven. Well, I did too, but then eight, they didn't even... Well, they just haven't been... I mean, their storylines diverged. They, I mean, yeah, yeah. They went different uh, But if you... Even in episode eight, they were... I mean, she was all worried about him mm. until he got out. And, you know, once he got out, the first thing he asked about was, where's Ray? And For sure. Yeah. I was leaking fluids and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Um, I think it's worth thinking about because, obviously... Actually, what I'll, I'll be honest, what I think is funny is that everybody wants Finn to be in a relationship with somebody. We've talked about him with Poe. Yep. We've talked about him with Ray. Yep. And we've talked obviously after episode uh, eight, we've talked about him with Rose. Right. And of know? course, there's a huge contingent that wants Ray with with uh, Kylo, and I don't get that. Well, and, and, they're and, calling a Raylo. <laughs> Raylo. Um, and, and so, but you know, who knows? We'll we'll figure this out. But um, I just thought that was interesting that he actually wants his character to be with, uh, or right. envisions. I, and I'm guessing this is on the tale of episode seven, you know, his, his obsession with being with her and wanting to protect her exactly. was, was based on something more than just, you know, a friendship. So that was cool. Right. I think that's interesting. Um, all right, let's move on, dude. We have, uh, Dave Filoni. I think we, did we talk about this last week? Yeah, that he's been. Yeah, we we talked about it two weeks ago, I think. Okay, yeah, he's teasing um, the. Well, he said that there's a new series, but is he teasing any information? Let, about let, it? let me see if I got any information. He says, "I've always felt the best stories end up um, stories end, and there's other stories to begin." And he said, "There's no better way to take two of my favorite characters and have them ride off in the sunset, um, etc." Yeah, I don't know if he's actually telling us anything. Uh oh, the epilogues. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't want to do this because I haven't finished Rebels. So I'm gonna leave it. Yeah, there. I don't want to. Sorry. Um, but apparently I have the link in the show notes. We'll put it in the in the newsletter too. Uh, he's teasing the new series, but it it and there was a couple other articles I didn't put in because I didn't want the spoilers. But really, what it comes down to is at the end of Rebels, there is a distinct like kind of something's gonna like happen. Something next. is happening. Yeah. Okay. So some characters are are gonna deal with that. And what I've asked Will to do, thank you for doing this for next week, is at least try to catch up on Rebels yep. and watch the fir- at least the first episode. I do not after- have a, I do not have a track meet this weekend. 
after the hiatus. Um, I watched that with my kids and I, and you know, I, I approach these things as I don't want to spoil things. So I don't look into them. I wish I had because my kids were like, what? And it was pretty, pretty hard to deal with for my, for my oldest. Yeah. So, um, it was, it was pretty hard to deal with, man. Oh, of course. Yeah. It was, it was tough. Well, I mean, you gotta think about it. Somebody, something like, um, you know, say Rowan, Mm -hmm. I mean, nine years old. Yeah. This series has literally been going on half of her life. Yeah. And she's like, uh, I just remember her words vividly. She says, I don't want to watch this anymore. And then she cried. It was, it was one of those moments, you know, and it was heartbreaking. But at the same time, that means that the story is legit and that means that we've been invested and that means that she cares and they're doing something right. Exactly. So that makes me look forward to the next, the next one for sure. Perfect. Um, all right, man. So let's, um, oh, the story I have in here is how the rebel season finale leads up to the animated series. I had no intention of talking about it. Because I just don't just know that that's... Right. I mean, because we had been wondering where's Filoni going next, and we didn't know time period or anything. Well, it just looks like his next series is going to be next. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's lighten it up. Merchandise. <laughs> okay, I saw... Actually, did I send this to you, or did you send I this sent to me? This, I sent this to the our Facebook Yeah, group. in our Facebook group. This yeah. is hilarious. You got to show the picture of this. Oh, yeah, I'll put a picture up. So tell them what it is. Why I did there it. is a Star Wars Death Star pet bed. Which is perfect for cats. And I actually think it's a little too small for my cat. Because, dude, my cat is flipping big. Oh, Fry would never fit in this thing. No, but this is hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, oops. too Was that too quick? I got rid of it. So, uh, accidentally. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's pretty darn cute. So, if you missed it in the chat, um, that is adorable, of course. Uh, but... What I thought was funny is, I mean, Death Star? I know, right? I, know, I thought that was cool. Well, we all know that, that you know, cats are the most evil, genius animals there are. And so putting them inside the, the greatest power and the, the, the supreme power in the universe. Exactly. Uh, next one we have in here, and we're just, again, talking about merchandise. Um, this is a... I'm going to slap this up here real quick. Yeah, it's a Jabba the Hutt throne set, and it's a uh, uh, sixth, sixth scale. Yeah. And um, it's got a bunch of replaceable parts, apparently. Of course, because, um, you know, you got to stuff. I forgot you guys were looking at that. Um, it's got, you know, him, uh, his eyes changed, mouth, all that kind of stuff. I thought that was pretty darn cool. I wonder if you could uh, get it with the tongue sticking out, like when he's getting choked <laughs> out. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. And then what else do we have? Uh, I'm excited about this because um, I grew up reading Choose Your Own Adventure books. Indeed, and it looks like they're coming out with a Choose Your Own Adventure board game. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't work. know how that's going to work. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work either. But um, I'm okay with anything Choose Your Own Adventure. And the only reason I threw this in here was a nice transition from, uh, you know, Star Wars to pop culture. This is somewhere in the middle, right? Obviously, um, well, not really in the middle, but. Uh, but something merchandise based. But and no, I would definitely love to uh, check out tabletop gaming and see what Will Wheaton has to say yeah, about it. For sure. Um, so yeah, there's not many details in here except um, the books. Uh, let's see, choose your own adventure books. Help millions of kids. Blah blah. blah. Yeah, I mean, there's no really other no, no. No, I loved them. No real details, and I love those books too. They were great. Um, yep, absolutely. All right, dude. We only have a few stories in in the last section, so we'll be out of here soon. Pretty darn quick. Let's, uh, uh, let's, let's do some usual roundup. Let's do it. 
can't imagine any kind of future where I am a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Well, really quick, going back to what Black Raven in the chat said about Ray's parents. I don't know if it's someone we know or if it's even going to matter. I don't think it matters. After eight, I don't think it matters, but we'll see what JJ does. Yeah, it's only going to matter when JJ says it matters. And we've talked about it. JJ set it up. Ryan slapped it down. Yep. (laughs) We'll we'll see if JJ brings it back up or if it even matters. So Exactly. um, All right, let's move on. What do we got? Um, So uh, David Chase, who created uh, The Sopranos, which is one of the greatest shows of all time that left in one of the most interesting ways. Um, he has written a script called, um, I want to get this right. One second. Oh, you don't have a second. Oh, dude, I hate you. <laughs> I'm off mic anyway. Uh, it is called the many saints of Newark. And what's really cool is that, you know, the, the Sopranos took place in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and the many saints of Newark takes place in the sixties when all the main characters were first starting out I think that's really and there's cool a whole idea. bunch of, um, riots going on in, in, uh, in New Jersey. So it's going to be really cool to see how they do that. Plus we got to remember, you know, uncle Jules, I think is who it was, uh, played by Dom- Dominic Gianci, who's mm-hmm. one of the, the only connections from Sopranos to Godfather because he was in Godfather too. Yeah. Um, he played like the crazy guy. He was no longer the head of the family. That was, uh, 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 Gandafini's uh, role, but it'd be kind of cool because back then he was probably the head of the family in the sixties. Oh, wow. So it'd be cool to see that character younger. Oh, I like that. Um, so yeah, so it'd be really kind of cool to, I'm plus I'm a big fan of, of mob stories. I mean, um, yeah, so it'd be really cool to see it. Nice. Uh, next thing we got in here is a trip. Uh, Jason Momoa's the crow remake. Um, right, which we know has been in the works for a while, and it's gonna get it's gonna come out on October eleventh, twenty nineteen. Okay, um, and it's gonna be called The Crow Reborn. Ooh, so I think that's pretty darn cool, man. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm excited to see Momoa as Aquaman. I know, right? But also, like, I I really like The Crow, man, and I've and I've talked about this on the show before. I I personally, The Crow was like. One of those movies, I just thought, man, it's so dark and so cool, and like it was just so so amazing. I, I've seen that movie a bunch of times. I really really enjoyed it. So um, I'm glad they're coming back with it, and I hope they do a good job. Yeah, awesome. All right, man. So we got some Netflix news. Uh, yeah, is this for uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Tell me about it. Well, here we are. So we have a couple a couple of announcements. Um, the they've done some casting. Uh, season three. Maya Hawk is joining the cast. Okay. And apparently she is, let me find it here. I'm 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 bad at that. Yeah, he is. All right. So Stranger Things. Uh let's see what we got here. We have uh well, Priya Ferguson, who played Lucas's snappy little sister Erica, will be back in a reoccurring in quotes role for okay. season three. Um and she was she was good in season two. I, I really actually liked her a lot. Um, so she'll be coming back. Uh, the other headline it says is Maya Hawks, BBC. She's on BBC's Little Women, which okay. I've never seen. But uh, I By mean, the way, we're still having <laughs> well, wow. All right, well, can I finish this? Yeah, finally, go ahead. Okay, great. So Maya Hawk uh, from BBC's Little Women, has she's joined the show as a new series regular named Robin? Okay, 
And the storyline season three will apparently see Erica raising up an army of young friends to help defend Hawkins from the latest threat that will be coming. And alternatively, Robin will be uh, an alternative girl who is equal parts sharp and playful. She arrives in Hawkins looking for more excitement in her boring life. And um, yeah. Oh, what's actually, there's a fun fact in here. Maya Hawk is actually the daughter of actors Ethan Hawk and, okay. and Uma Thurman. Cool. Fun fact, dude. The more you know. <laughs> Moving on. I'm excited for season three. I really, I actually liked season two more than season one. Oh, really? Yeah, I still haven't watched it. So, Skeen, um, we're going back to you becoming um, the new co-host? or Really? How's uh, Supergirl treating you? One show. How many shows? <laughs> I was going to try to stare him down. Okay, let's move on. Russo Brothers. They're producing a new superhero film for Netflix, and Keanu Reeves is in the talk. Okay, to you start. have me a Russo Brothers. Anything the Russo Brothers yeah. do, I am on board. Right? Um, I Not only that, I love, 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 love that Keanu Reeves is thinking about doing this. I want to see Keanu Reeves every week. I want to see him on screen being Keanu Reeves. You know what I mean? Well, which reminds me of other things you haven't watched yet. You still haven't seen John Wick or John Wick 2. Okay, those are two movies. And they're fantastic. Bro. I'm still winning this competition. Fantastic. You ever finished Luke Cage? Fantastic. Jessica Jones. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Of course I watched Jessica I Jones. I want the rest of the show to just be me saying things that I've Fantastic. watched. Fantastic. And you just saying that over and over. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, so Good Netflix. Uh, yeah, so we've got Netflix is going to be doing... Um, uh, what is it? Producing a new superhero film for Netflix. So it's going to be as officially ordered the feature film Past Midnight to production. So it's called Past Midnight. Okay. Um, many all of is he a Gremlin Wrangler? Well, all the details are being kept quiet, but it says it describes a new type of vigilante superhero story. Ooh, interesting. Which is pretty cool. Um, let's see what else we got here. Anything else? Uh, the script. <laughs> Thank you, Skeen. That's all I got on that. Cool. Well, I mean, Russo Brothers, Keanu, I'm I'm on board. I want Keanu to be there. It's not every week because I thought it was a, as a TV show, but I want him to be. Is I imagine this is going to be kind of like a bright. Not okay. A, something mean, like that or Hancock or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just like getting a high, a, you know, a high end actor on a Netflix movie right. with a high end director and gotcha. and and seeing what happens, kind of thing. You know. Cool. What is Skeen talking smack? Don't make me come after you, Skeen. No, he said that he can't replace me because I'm a walking encyclopedia of entertainment. And then he points out for the younger audience like Blay that an encyclopedia is what we used before in Wikipedia. Yeah, so my mom had like a whole whole deal. She bought it from a, a, a traveling salesman. Or, <laughs> exactly. Door-to-door salesman selling enti- Encyclopedia Britannica's. You buy a thing and then they mail it to you like eight weeks later. Yeah, or as Ted Mosby would say, encyclopedia. Yeah, anyway. All right, man. Let's move on. Marvel Black News. Panther. It's not stopping. It's not. <laughs> I mean, it is still are fighting for the t- number one position like five weeks later. Yeah, I think they're in their fourth. This will be the this fourth be the weekend. Week. I think it's four. Or is it five? I think it's five. I might have saw an old story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so Black Panther becomes the ninth highest grossing film ever at the domestic box office. Big. That's huge, man. Huge. That's a big deal. Especially for a superhero movie. Yeah, right? well, I mean, I'm guessing the uh, the only Marvel movie ahead of it now is uh, Avengers. Probably Avengers, yeah. 
Um, so we've got that, and that's all the Black Panther news I have. I would like to go see it one more time um, before it leaves the theater. Hopefully, it's still around. Yeah, I think it's still going to be here next week. Yeah, so uh, that's my goal. Uh, Jessica Jones season two is now on Netflix, which I'm really excited about. Like, like we talked about in trailer time, I would really like to um, start watching this tonight. The wife only got through part of the season with me, and so I apparently I'm just gonna me and Jessica Jones, man, by yeah, myself. Awesome. Uh, to kind of give a little, going back a little bit to give some clarification, uh, Black Panther is number nine. Yep. It had just passed up Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Uh, the remake, the live action one, which is now number 10. Um, it's I already passed. that did that well. It's already passed Star Wars and episode one. Wow. Next, next on the list is Rogue One in $16 million, which it can get. Oh, that'll get week. that this weekend. Yeah. Um, and then only 2 million of that is Dark Knight. Wow. I think that's about where it's going to end. Um, because the next one after that is the Last Jedi, which is still in some theaters, and that's at six nineteen. Yeah, that's, so that's going to be a. Big I don't joke. think it'll catch that, but no, it'll probably end up seven all time. Yeah, wow, crazy man. Yeah, and uh, so to give you what's ahead of it is uh, Last Jedi, Avengers, Jurassic World, Titanic, Avatar, and Force Awakens. Yeah, and I agree, Skin. Um, it is it is my favorite Marvel movie right now. It's fantastic. Um, uh, probably yeah of all time. Um, but I mean, you know, there's a couple others that I really liked, um, but they're just not like if I were to rewatch that and then watch Black Panther, I'd be like, well, obviously I like this more. You know what I mean? I mean, I liked Winter Soldier. I love the original Avengers. Like there's some movies, some of the Marvel movies that I just really, really, really loved. But Black Panther is definitely up there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with, with Captain Marvel. Um, but unfortunately, it's just going to be like a little late to the party after Wonder Woman. For sure. Well, yeah. Um, all right, so let's get to Infinity War. Boy, have you seen these covers? I have not, but uh, now that I saw your link, they're doing. Fi- they have fifteen new Entertainment Weekly covers. Yep. Um, I will be putting them into Pinterest uh, today or tomorrow. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty darn cool. Um, there's a ton of them. Um, let me see. So we've got. Um, this is pretty. It's actually pretty cool. The link out in the show notes. You, you it, it cycles through them pretty quickly. Um, but you get to see everybody. You got Drax, you got Iron Man, uh, all of that. Uh, Doctor Strange. But the cool thing is, is if you put all 15, there's if you do it in five rows of three, they all form a big, huge A. Oh, it's amazing. And with Thanos in the center. Oh, that makes me happy. Um, all right. Let's see. Yeah, the first Guardians of the Galaxy is probably has been my favorite, to be honest with you, Skeen. Um, you definitely credit that. Uh, I cry every time and I show it and it's part of my curriculum now <laughs> teaching. So, I mean, that's up there. I mean, I, I'd say those that Black Panther, Guardians and probably um, Avengers and Winter Soldier are, are my are my favorites. So um, good picks. Good picks. I feel like you aren't feeling it, but no, fine. I feel you. It's fine, bro. Um, Luke Cage. Uh, we have a release date, which we talked about in trailer time. And I want to make sure we talk about it here. We have a nice, cool, very short little trailer, but June 22nd, we're going to get Luke Cage season two, which I'm stoked about because I love the first season. Um, but again, uh, we get season two. We've got uh, Jessica Jones right now and Luke Cage following close behind. Here we go. Yeah. Just a few weeks before Comic-Con too. So indeed. Um, so we spent a good chunk of time last week talking about Kevin Smith yes, and, we did. and what happened with him. Um, I know it was a little late getting the show out this week and I, and I apologize. It actually came out today as a recording this, which is lame, but here we are. 
Um, but we titled that um, "Stay with Us, Kev." Right. And I, 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 I spouted off, you know, for a, a several minutes about about what Kevin Smith means to me. Um, but if you want to catch up on everything, if you're a Kevin Smith fan and you want to get his story and and his friends reactions to his story um uh, definitely check out the ralph report um what was it last monday last friday and monday friday and monday um he has a two-part interview with kevin smith about what he went through the first part is basically the ordeal ordeal itself and then the second half is where does he go from here yeah and the the cool thing is is that usually uh the ralph report which is monday through friday um is a paid service through patreon and he usually just does the monday episode for free uh on uh, on itunes um but he put both of the, both halves of the episode up so you can listen to them both for free on itunes yeah it's definitely worth a listen if you if you're a kevin smith fan you want to see what went on with him um and uh smodcast and, and on a lighter note smodcast has not gone away but he started that show with uh, with, with with Scott Mosier and what was awesome is Mosier happened to be I don't know if he came in because he was sick or if he, he Smith says he was here doing on business but he's been in Paris for for a couple yeah. almost three years now um, or two years now but he had he had Scott Mosier in the studio with him nice and um, I just listened to part one yesterday hopefully part two drops in a couple days um, it's nice that those two in the same room is is I love Tell Them Steve Dave. That's my I think my favorite Smodcast show. But um Smodcast itself with Scott Mosier in the same room is leaps beyond that. It's, really? Those two together are amazing to listen to. They play off each other. It's 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 an absolute blast to listen well, to. Well, you know, every time I, I the the thing whenever you bring up Mosier, the one thing I remember is his bit part in Clerk. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy who, when the, when they close the store and they go up to play hockey up on the roof, he's the one that climbs up the ladder and goes, come on, I want to buy something. <laughs> You're not even blocking out the crease. <laughs> he's like telling him how to play roller hockey. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I love Scott Mosier. Um, those two, obviously, it's, it's I, I mean, never would I compare Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier to us, but they've known each other a long time. You, you have that banter. There's something about having those two in the same room. Exactly. And when you and I record, I think our dynamic, obviously it's much better in the same room. When you and I look at each other in our stupid faces and, 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 and talk smack, I think that makes a big difference. Well, so, one stupid face. Well, mine, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously yours. So, um, I, I would definitely suggest checking those out. Um, I'm so glad Kevin Smith's doing well. And I'm hoping to see him down at Comic Con. I was trying to make Napa, but that didn't, wasn't going to work. Um, yeah, they're going to be in Napa, and that's so close to us. <laughs> and that would be so cool if we can go down to see it. But it doesn't look like we're going to make it. Yeah, no big. Deal. Um, but you know, in honor, I mean, not, I was thinking about making some life changes regardless. Yeah. Um, but listening to the interviews with Kevin Smith and, and Ralph Garman, it, it kind of put a boot in my butt. And uh, so, you know, this week I've cut out some soda. I'm drinking far more water. I'm exercising more. Good. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Same here, man. I got I to gotta check up next month. I'm, I'm, I mean, we're, we're, we're not invincible. Like I was talking to my students about this. We're not so, Luke Cage. Yeah. We're, we're, we're talking about food and where our food comes from and sugar and all that with my students. And, and the main thing that um, I think teenagers feel, and even in your 20s, you feel invincible. Nothing can happen. I'm skinny now. It's all fine. But all that stuff will catch up to you, man, and 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 it's important. Even if you think you're 
you, you think you're okay, but if you're not getting checked up, you don't know what might be happening underneath. And, and I have some friends going through some stuff right now too. So I just, I really, that all hit me pretty hard. So I'm definitely going to deal with that. So, um, anyway, let's, let's lighten it up a little bit. Oh, let's actually not Blay brings up. Yeah. Stan Lee's been fighting pneumonia. Um, and he's yeah, actually, I put a, that. I put a, the link cause that happened in the middle of the week. I put a link to that, uh, in our, uh, uh, newsletter which went out yesterday indeed all right man we're gonna lighten up we're gonna talk about san diego comic-con real quick and then we're gonna get out of here okay awesome so um i thought this was really really an interesting thing so there was a survey that went out and this had to do with a museum they're building in balboa park okay okay and there was a survey that went out about it and one of the last one of the questions is we're considering a membership program for the year-round Comic-Con visitor attraction. How important might the following factors might be in your decision to join? So what they're saying is, if you were to be a member, a paying member of the museum, you would have early access to buying badges for San Diego Comic-Con. Is that what they're saying, though? That is what they're saying. 100%. It says, um, uh, let's see, it says, let me find it. Um... One question, including the survey, is a lot of attendees rightfully raising their eyebrows. The question is, as I stated, um, and it's basically early access privileges for Comic-Con bad sales. Including the, the, one of the answers is included in the answer was uh, early access privileges for, Sandy, for Comic-Con bad sales. Interesting. So what does that do? There's a, there's, a, there's a bunch of things that would happen with that. Obviously, there would be a bunch of people that would be joining the museum just for that in order to do that, which is good for the museum. Right. But. But. There's I, think the, I think it's shady economics. Well, then that adds yet another badge sale. So now there's three. There's, exactly. There was the pre-registration and then open badge. Re, re, and then there'd be this other random one. Yeah. In there, right. Um, and if people aren't going. And what and, percentage is going to get released for that? And. Yeah, and, then, and and if people are not going to the museum, right? Exactly. They're just paying for the membership. Is the museum really seeing what they're supposed to be? You know what I'm saying? So, Well, they're getting their money. That's all they would care about. Sure, but I don't know. I, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, I, Obviously, this is a little bit farther down the pipe, but, you know, it was just something that I thought was yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting to thing to, to follow. But I'm hoping that this doesn't become like a thing where people can use that as like a carrot to yeah get people to you know buy into whatever they're trying to do in order to get access to comic-con but obviously they have to make that deal with comic-con international anyway exactly so, um anyway man i'm looking forward to comic-con uh, i can't wait we we're we're pretty much locked in man i just got to figure out how i'm getting down there pretty much yep pretty I'm, gonna start, much. I'm gonna start planning puck three pretty puck soon three which i mean sadly i mean it's coming up quick return not sadly but Sadly, because I'm un- unprepared, but Return <laughs> okay. the now puck. you're singing. So is it time to end the show? I think it's time to end the show. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for being here. So uh, thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on the things. What are the things? Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and not that last one. <laughs> Twitch and YouTube. No, mine says. Well, you have the old one. Whatever. 
I'm going to actually do this right. So um, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. And Will is at I am Will Griggs. Uh, find us on all your favorite podcatchers and social medias. Like us, share us, and tell all your friends. Um, you can get your merch, teespring.com slash usualpodcast. Sorry, teespring.com slash stores slash usualpodcast. And you can support the show the best way to do that is patreon.com slash usual podcast. We have a ton of uh, bonuses and prizes and all kinds of benefits to being a member or being a Patreon. Um, and of course, you can do audibletrial.com slash usual podcast as well. Get a free book. Get a free book on us. We get 15 bones. That helps us get to Comic Con in some way, shape, or form, or at least buy us a couple slices of pizza while we're drunk at the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> all right, my friend. Let's get out of here. Yeah, everybody, uh, make sure you guys have fun. Have fun. We'll see you all next week. Peace.